0: and Brett Love Comics. This is one of your hosts, Brett.
1: And this is your other host in reverse order, Matt.
0: Yeah. Matt
1: and Brett Love Comics is the show where we take comics and talk comics with comics.
0: Whoa. Yeah. So we have an old 1960s Silver Age issue of Wonder Woman and we're going to talk about Patton Oswalt with it. Yeah. So I just realized
1: you could flip. Yeah, yeah. I saw what you did the there. The meaning of. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Great
0: job. <laughs> Yay. I hate myself. Oh <laughs> boy. So early. Uh, this week. This week we um, are joined by a very special guest. Yeah. Mr. Josh Patton.
2: Hello, yeah. Josh. Patton.
1: Uh, Josh is an old friend of ours. Very, very funny gentleman. Currently a writer for Saturday Night Live. Yes, that's that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what your paycheck says. That's yeah, I know that's. And what does
0: the paycheck literally say?
2: What's like it? NBC Universal or it's NBC Universal, and then there's also <laughs> Entertainment Partners. I think I don't know. It's oh, like because yeah. there's like separate for residuals and then yeah. and then for for yeah. actual. My um, MTV I,
0: checks say cast and crew. I think. I have no. Cast idea. Cast and crew yeah. or casting? Cast and crew. Oh, okay. So who knows? That might be fake. That might be yeah. Have yeah. you cached them yet? Have uh, you <laughs> cached any what? of them? Well my late show checks also have worldwide pants. Because that's the that's a production company, yeah. Yeah. Um, But you write for Weekend Update.
2: That's true. Yeah, I write jokes for a Weekend Update uh, with Seth Meyers. So me and three other guys write the, all the jokes that you hear uh, with the little, with the fun little graphics. You know, we'll put a guy in a chicken, a chicken in a business suit, <laughs> a <laughs> deer, writing- a deer senator, a deer pope. You know, <laughs> yeah, these yeah. sort of things. When yeah.
0: you're writing the, uh, when you're writing the joke, do you also put like ideas for overhead graph,
2: over the shoulder graphics as well? Or yeah, we do. I mean, so that's a way to write a joke for a weekend update uh, and also for some other shows that that's you know it uh, like Jay Leno rarely does that uh, people just like tell jokes write a tat tat without any graphics b- beside yeah. them but we do and if one of the punchline requires like Normally it's not like, oh hey everybody take a minute to look at this and then you can figure out what's going on with this drawing. But like yeah, well, yeah. like Dear Senator was an actual punchline that we had where it's like, oh Colorado Senator Mule Deer. And it's like it helps if you see a yeah. little picture. So like <laughs> that joke was like key a deer senator. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's normally nothing too complex where like yeah. attention is focused into well, the yeah. into
0: I noticed that when with the Daily Show, every time one of their new like over the shoulders comes up and it's always like a big like pun yeah, like yeah, yeah. text, and you can all there's always like a beat where you can tell the audience is really reading than a laugh (laughs) yeah yeah
1: which i always think is like just that always happens with uh uh the word of the day on colbert the word
2: yeah 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 that's like so that's timed out so well they do such a great job both in the writing and execution of that uh because it's so rat-a-tat-tat that they like they'll wait and they won't pause for that to register they'll just roll it on yeah Yeah. it's really cool what um do you have any favorite jokes you've gotten on this season
0: uh or like which what was the one you were surprised to get on maybe springing
2: the hard questions on you uh, there was one this past week I was surprised I got on yeah. it was uh just because like I don't know I don't know if people would register it. And Charlie Brown a guy who the guy who yeah this guy who did the voice of Charlie Brown stalked two women yeah uh, and the punchline was dude uh wait what they're was it? not
1: interested yeah yeah
2: yeah dude dude I'm telling you they're not interested and then a picture of actually Peppermint Patty and Marcy so that was one of the <laughs> as if you know filling in the blanks yeah. the two pictures yeah I was surprised that that worked. <laughs> Great. Um, no, it's really great to have, when, whenever a joke works in front of an audience, it's real, it's real, real oh, fun. Yeah. And then, like, that's, because we play so much to the room, Between we have about twice as many jokes on, uh Dress rehearsal as we have at Air, and so oh. they get cut back. Um, so it's always interesting to see what plays in the room and what doesn't. Yeah. And not
1: only that, I mean, the 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 sheer volume of what you guys write Per week for that segment yeah. is is huge. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's sort of like the pressure. The pressure is on us because we're not a show that's on every day. We're a show that's on every yeah. week, and then we also take weeks off. Um, so yeah, we write a ton and ton of jokes, and then we whittle those down into the best ones uh, over the uh, f- over the course of Friday and Saturday. So hopefully, you know, it's our job to have uh, if we have twelve jokes, it's our job to have twelve uh, funny jokes that people will laugh at yeah. and have no misses. Which you know, if you're doing if if you're doing a show every day, you know, there might be some where it's like, oh, boy, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, move on, because uh, <laughs> yeah. you only sort of have one crack at it. But, you know, we try to get it right and really take our time to, to make that happen.
0: I mean, is your is, a, is an eight-hour day or longer or shorter, like, mm-hmm. uh, just doing nothing but just writing jokes or, like, reading upon current events?
2: That's um, pretty much it, yeah. It's, it's, we have a producer who helps us out with uh, getting us set up, so we'll yeah. have the news stories and we'll have our pulse. And, yeah, it basically is just, you know looking at a piece of paper and thinking about different ideas, different angles and then once you have that, like sort of the best way to craft them and the best punchline to put down. So yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And you're no stranger to writing really great jokes because you're you were doing that with your Twitter feed for a very long time yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. So um, like
0: so followers or so for listeners, Twitter can get you a job. <laughs>
2: It can! Well, (laughs) what Twitter can do, definitely, no matter what, is make you a better joke writer. Because, like, you know, you have a limitation of space, uh, and there are certain ways that are sort of common tropes that people present stuff on Twitter, which, like, you know, if you tack differently from that, if you tack differently from the main ideas uh, that added sort of, like, the conventional wisdom joke among a group of of funny people, like, that's basically the same skill set that we do at Weekend Update. You know, we, we try to do, be unique and original and have... Uh, have our own take that, you know, after a week's worth of shows, isn't chewed up and spit out 50 times by other comedians. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you guys
0: write jokes on Monday only to see them on someone else's Twitter feed, like, later that day, and it's like, ah, damn it, like, someone made the exact same joke already?
2: Uh, or other shows. Sometimes, yeah, 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 sometimes. So, and, and other shows, too. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll be like, ah, damn it, Colbert took a joke, and <laughs> ah, Fallon, you jerk. Um, for just doing the same, It's it might not be word for word the same joke, but it's definitely like the same idea and the same yeah. angle, so it's like, all right, good job, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll cross that out. not, yeah, not yeah. doing it. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that definitely happens throughout the yeah. course of the week. But, I mean, it, it does sort of go like it's like okay we'll just dig deeper past that and you'll probably find a different angle or a different joke that's gonna be that's gonna work just as well if not better Yeah. So
1: what uh what got you in the comedy like where where are you from originally I'm from South Carolina originally oh, yeah, I realized yeah. I didn't know that yeah, until yeah. right now <laughs> yeah where, <laughs> where, are from, where are you from where are you from man oh I'm from outside Pittsburgh okay cool. Beaver Falls Beaver Falls that's a
2: great town uh, I've never been there. I but if sounds you're from great. Beaver Falls and listening to this, I you live in like an idyllic town. Right? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah, just like the city council, just like cares. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah, the park yeah. that they redid was really nice. Uh-huh. Right, it was just a good use of civic funds.
1: Yeah, yeah. You see, everyone got down there. Hot dog shop catered to the event. It was a good time. Is that a Beaver uh, Falls accent? That's a Pittsburgh accent. Wow, yeah, that's that sounds like. You take like the the like the worst of all of the regional accents <laughs> in the Midwest, and they oh, all just God. kind of converge on the Three Rivers.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, and it it, it, it just
1: winds up yeah. sounding like just kind of this mutt thing. It yeah. sounds
2: like how I would imagine you would sound if, like, you had a bolt. In your head. <laughs> <laughs> like, an, an awful industrial accident yeah. has taken out some language center of your brain. <laughs> uh, but anyway, through Beaver Falls, and have that accent, like, your it's city council beautiful. does a great job. You sound yeah, yeah. weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, idyllically weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but South Carolina. No, I'm from,
2: I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, which okay. is the capital right in the center of the state. That's where I grew up, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, And didn't really get into comedy until I was uh, 25, 26 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I just didn't, and it came from one of those backgrounds where I just didn't know that people did it as a thing. Well, it's like the South, I feel
0: like. That's just the way it is. I mean, Tennessee, I did, like, long for improv, did not exist. I had no idea what it was.
2: Yeah, I had no idea what it was either, And I certainly had no idea that, like, people actually do that, even though I saw a comedy show come to my college. I was like, all right, yeah, well, that's not a thing that actual people do. Um, So, yeah, I wasn't, somebody asked me to take an improv class when I was 25 years old and working in uh, politics in dc uh and so i took a class with the washington improv theater down there uh and like it's first once i started doing it i was like oh okay this is a cool thing that people actually do instead of this being my hobby and my job being my life i need to sort of flip that and have my job exist to have this be
1: my main life and main focus for as long as possible and that's still the case yeah what um so so did work bring you to new york
2: Uh, no, it didn't. I moved I moved to New York to do improv. Uh, did you guys do that? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I got, no. got, got, got flip the script here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Turn oh. the camera on the camera oh.
0: I got an internship with the late show with David Letterman. Before you moved here. That's how I moved here. That's oh, really? I didn't oh, cool. know
1: that. Uh, Where were you
0: before? Uh, Middle Tennessee State University. And ah. I only ever lived in Tennessee. Okay. In Murfreesboro. And then I got that internship. I graduated. I filed intent to graduate Got the internship and then finagled it into a post grad internship because you had to do it for credit. Oh, okay. And so I moved up to New York already, like, graduated from college at this internship, and I just never went home. Oh, wow. That's awesome. (coughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Ever since, because. Well, I was was always like, the dream was moving to New York as a TV major, but it was because. If you want to do TV, you have to move to New York or LA, yeah. unless you're satisfied with doing local news, or in the case of Tennessee, country music awards, yeah, or ah. country music tours, right. or festivals, yeah. or country music video shoots, and I hate country music, so oh, that's not very, uh, okay. I wanted to get out, so it was my ticket.
1: Oh, that's cool. What about you, Matt? Um, I, uh, so I went to Penn State, and I ran the, uh, ran the humor magazine there. Ah. I was in college. What and was then. it called? Did it have a uh, Froth. With ooh, a P H, with ooh. a P H. Where was that P H? Uh, the P H was at the beginning. P H R O T H. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, people
2: did people think it was like a Philip Roth? Like, oh, that would literary, be great, <laughs> right? No, no one <laughs> like P H Roth. No, <laughs> people people at
1: Penn State, I don't think had much of an idea of who Philip Roth was. Yeah, so I
2: it's... only have a vague idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I did that I did that when I was in college and started uh, solely doing stand up and sketch and then I. Uh, Saved up some money after college for a couple of years, and then uh, and then I moved up here and started taking classes. When I was about, uh, I was like twenty five when I started taking classes. Yeah. So at, you
2: moved, you moved here to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I was sort of the same thing. as like I realized like any job that I was going to get was going to be the type of thing that would. Uh, help me further pursue the thing that I really wanted yeah, to do. yeah yeah
2: yeah that's the same boat that I was in, and I was working in politics and it ended in two thousand I worked in the in the two thousand and four election cycle and the two thousand and six election cycle, yeah um for a, a company that made ads for different different candidates hmm. and that two thousand and six election cycle ended, and I knew that I was like all right well, i can't do this anymore i just don't i don't like it enough to make it my life, which is like that's the point You needed some my... hope. I didn't. Well, that was a Barack Obama reference. Uh, <laughs> I I think the word hope <laughs> is like a little bit broader than just a Barack Obama reference. Yeah, it's uh, so the first time I heard that yeah. word. That's yeah. part of his campaign, it was a yeah, like, yeah. weird, weird word he created. Um, no, so I knew that I really loved doing improv, uh, and that's why I did. I just did improv uh, yeah. in D.C., and you knew, like, basically, like, okay, well, I'm going to move to Los Angeles, Chicago, or New York, uh, and around that time when I was mulling that and trying to make that happen, my sister got a job teaching at NYU. Oh, So oh, awesome. I was like, all right, well, that choice is made for me. That's where I'll go uh, to pursue this, because basically, in D.C., I could do improv one time a week, two yeah. times if we had a show, which wasn't every week, and this is probably true if you're out there in, in, into comedy, like, if you're in a, sm- a smaller city. Uh, there is a limitation on how often you can do it, and, like, it wasn't enough for me, so I moved to New York so that I could do it every night, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, why why am I sitting around doing nothing for five days a week and not really enjoying myself and drinking too much? I should go to a place where I can do it seven nights a week.
1: Yeah. Um, and drink too much.
2: And drink too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, and so... That's I think I think I came up against that limitation. This so that's why I moved to New York, and I think like that's why a lot of people who really do have that like drive and really love for it and knack for it like really are like okay, cool, this is great here, but let's go to a place that's like yeah, yeah.
1: that's like a little bit <clears throat> a little bit more fruitful. Well, speaking of drive, yeah, and ambition,
2: great segue. And oh, well, that's
1: true. All types of dedication to the <clears throat> thing that you do. Let's talk about the Reason that we're here today, Ooh. Uh, we are reading or we have read. We have read uh, mm-hmm. The Invisible Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man. Yeah, this was volume what? This was
0: Well, this four? was Three? Iron Man's guys, Iron Man's numbering is wicked confusing because this is just in the Indicia on the inside, it's officially just called Iron Man, so it's Iron Man volume four, even though on the cover it says Invincible Iron Man,
1: right? Uh, Specifically, this is the storyline <laughs> so, extremis. Uh, issues one through six of Invincible Iron Man started in November two thousand four uh, by Warren Ellis and Adi Granov.
0: Yeah, this is also the basis, loose basis, well, of Iron Man three. Like Iron Man three, which opens in a couple weeks, draws a ton of inspiration from this storyline. Uh, and cool side note, um, I was I follow I follow Warren Ellis the writer on Twitter today, and he saw Iron Man three today, and he was tweeting about it. Bas- oh, but yeah, basically what it's like. I'm going to the premiere, because there was a UK premiere today, and then at the end was like, stay after the credits, Marvel's done it again. So, that was the only two tweets he said, but it was like, oh, it's cool, like, Warren Ellis is going to see Iron Man 3 the day we're talking about this. Yeah. That's cool. Uh,
2: Yeah. So,
0: um, when does that come out?
2: May 3rd. May 3rd. That's the first, like, big old movie this year right that's the first, yeah that is like the, there was oz there was oz which was like yeah. a big stink but this is like a big big deal this is like the first this,
0: this is, is going kicking off the summer
2: right 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 this is gonna make like 800 million they're, million dollars they're or
0: something like that. estimating yeah. like what 160 million opening weekend is really like what i've uh, seen estimations of
1: that makes which is sense insane. good gracious uh shane black doing this one that's the guy that did lethal weapon uh, which one uh he wrote the first one and i believe the second
2: one Cool. Has he done anything in the intervening? 20? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, well I don't. I don't know who that is.
1: Yeah. No. What's interesting about him is he wrote that, I believe, as like uh, uh, a project when he was in college, like like a script while he was in college for a s- screenwriting class, and then sold it for a massive amount of money. Jeez. Wow. And he was like, he was the start of sc- the like the golden age of like screenwriters making seven figures for mm. uh, for films, and he wound up. He he and Joe Esterhaus were the two guys in, like, the late 80s and early 90s that made all this money off of their screenplays. But then, um, somewhere in the mid-90s, like, his screenplays started to get um, too overworked by, like, producers and stuff like that. And they just turned into not-great films. Uh, And then the last... He wound up writing and directing a really great film called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, It stars uh, Val Kilmer and...
0: And um, Robert Downey Jr. isn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is in there. That's that. when we met, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, really great. Highly recommend you uh, check that out. But so on a scale from, <clears throat> from zero to ten, how excited are you that Shane Black?
2: Shane Black is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, how excited
2: are you on a uh, zero to ten that it is Shane Black who's doing Iron Man? Uh,
1: eight point five. Wow. Yeah. All yeah.
2: right. Ooh, that's high hopes.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm very. I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful that this is gonna, the, gonna turn out well.
2: All the
0: the premier the overseas premieres like the. There's an embargo on reviews, but they allowed tweets. Like, oh, okay. So, like, there's just a ridiculous amount of, like, best movie ever tweets. Oh, cool. Okay. Overseas. So, Wait, that's good. so
2: it's airing overseas first? They've done the
0: premieres and, like, screenings for, I guess, critics and stuff overseas. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And, I mean, I, in, like, uh, similar, like, next week, I think they're going to have, like, showings in New York and stuff. Oh,
2: uh, okay. For critics and
0: awesome. um, But... What's interesting also is that Extremus, the story that we're reading today, in a also. Extremus or extre-
2: Extremus? Extremus?
1: I always said Extremus or Extremus.
2: Extremus.
0: Guy Pierce said it in a clip. So, I can't remember oh, how really? he
1: said it. Let's
2: try to go with extremis. Can extremis?
1: we do that? Extremis?
2: extremis. Yeah. Extremis. Ex- extremis? Hello, Governor. got a little bit of extremis on your chin eh? uh, there. It? Uh, it's a word that means just, just soot covered scabs. <laughs> yeah. Soot covered scabs. Well, yeah. that's almost what's in this. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the cool. yeah. um, review.
0: Right. Well, uh, what's funny about extremis. What do we Extremis. What's funny about extremis yeah. is that this storyline, in addition to informing Iron Man 3, also, in a way, led to iron man one being a viable thing yeah because in a way uh, Extremis Extremis um retells iron man's origin and updates it for 2004 2005 which is therefore what they used in iron man one yeah whoa i didn't know that that's real cool yeah
1: yeah, yeah. okay so
0: what is your comic book history now that we're dragging you into sure, the sure, scabs sure.
2: of Extremis, uh, Extremis. uh E- Extremis uh, was the is the fourth comic book I've ever read. In college, I read Mouse. Uh, in, yeah, uh, was that the first comic <laughs> you read? Was mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I intense. I wasn't into him as a kid. Um, yeah. Here's why: I was a, I was really big into sports. Yeah, um, you were the enemy. <laughs> no, no, no. But here's here's what I think. In both sports and comic books, you have uh, hero and villain storylines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I think like the the middle ground of the two is probably like professional wrestling. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't into professional wrestling. I was just into sports, and like it does have that same like hero backstory villain yeah. like that same stats, stats and numbers right. Out wazoo stats and numbers. Out um, but it does have like it does have similar narratives. I yeah. think.
1: I think. I agree. Yeah. Certainly. And there's there's always like uh, like you. Get um, you get great tales of redemption. Yeah, too. Yeah, in, this is why uh, I love Friday Sports. Night Lights
0: so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. don't give a shit about football, but I love Friday Night Lights because yeah. I think there is something just
2: you know thematic and uh, yeah. similar to the same stuff. Yeah. 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 So you read Mouse. I read and Mouse in college. Um, I read The Watchmen <laughs> right before that movie came out. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, you wanted to be in because I wanted to be in. Yeah. You got it. Um, <laughs> and then I read Queen and Country. Um... 'Cause somebody gave that to me for a Christmas present this year. Cool person. So that's it. And then and then ex- extremists. Well, I'm I'm glad that's actually a
0: really good background to come into this with because I think other like most people in our generation were really into comics in like late eighties, early nineties, where they were more Saturday morning cartoony fair or like more just Ridiculous violence and huge tits mm. and like lots of guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um,
2: like that's my general impression from like my yeah. friends who were, who were really into them. I was like, all right, cool, that's what it looks like. But yeah. all right. so I
0: feel like coming from that background and reading something like this, you might be a little bit like, oh, okay, there aren't any like, there's no big boobs in this story. Line. No, no. <laughs> uh, but you're coming from it with an actual like, you jumped into the
2: matured stuff first yeah I mean Holocaust yeah. parables this yeah, <laughs> Holocaust <laughs> parables was my first experience and then the Watchmen <laughs> after that um, yeah no I, I totally get that like this doesn't seem extremis wasn't abnormal like okay. it wasn't like overly serious or Good. overly yeah like it felt more like a modern like Modern superhero movie. Yeah. Yes. You know.
1: And you know what's what's funny about that too is that's basically what they were trying to do here, uh, is one, Adi Granov was um, the concept and storyboard artist for Iron Man. Yeah. For the films. Based have you off seen
2: of the Iron Man films, or? I've seen Iron Man one okay. and the Avengers. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's
2: you're you're familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. I have not seen Iron Man two. I just. It slipped by my radar.
1: Oh sure, yeah. but they, but he was the guy. He was the guy that sort of did the concept art for like, helped design the armor and everything like that. And another thing is in 2004 when they started this, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. It becomes less prevalent as the story goes on because the release on this was really slow. It took them like 16 months to put out all six of these issues, which oh. usually a comic book comes out every month. Yeah. Um, but at the very beginning, they still didn't know who was... They had a deal for Iron Man, but they didn't know who was going to play him. So I don't know if you notice, especially in Issue 2, Tony Stark drawn very much like the person who was interested in playing Tony Stark, Tom Cruise. In Issue 2? Whoa. Whoa! Yeah. Oh. Uh. Especially when he's on the plane at the beginning of Issue 2. I'm not checking that out. Um, if you take a look at... While well, he's in the board meeting, on the plane... Um
0: oh wow, yeah.
1: Yeah. That
2: that panel right there, very Tom Cruise. Let me take a screen cap. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, no, he definitely has that Tom Cruise nose. Yeah. Although he does have that uh wispy relief pitcher goatee. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> well see Tony's like this is the this is
0: the fear of the mustache that our culture has has gotten, I guess, for some reason. Because uh, Tony Stark had a famous mustache. Uh, he did. Like, he was
1: a pretty. He had a pretty famous uh, uh, caterpillar, right? When up there. did he ditch the
0: mustache? Like ninety-seven or well, even they after thinned
1: that? it down. They thinned it down because Which in the nineties, like Jonathan Winters, and have... worse.
0: No, we not Jonathan
1: Winters. Wait,
2: Jonathan Waters.
1: Who's John, John Waters. Waters. <laughs> John Waters. Okay. Jonathan yeah. Winters. John Waters has the
2: wispy mustache. Jonathan Winters is a, is a deceased comedian. Yeah. Uh, you, you got Jonathan Winters on the brain and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Well, wait. Uh, so wait. But in the movies, Robert Downey Jr. does no facial hair, right? No, He's no. Not... He has a weird goatee. He does? Yeah. It's like okay. very
0: like manicured and like kind of thin. Like usually has like a weird
2: design. Sure. In it. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly thought that the goatee on uh, Tony Stark was really distracting throughout this whole series. <laughs> yeah? I hated it. And just <laughs> yeah. take it off. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, once he got into the suit, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Unless
0: so he, the Iron Man suit also had like a little iron mustache.
2: Yeah. No, seriously, he just looked like yeah, like he looked like a relief pitcher, or like <laughs> yeah a bassist in a Christian rock
1: band, Yes, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he just like looks like this weird like both is- which which he could <laughs> still be both of those, yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm he, not, like, he could be, be, be palpable yeah. it and like he yeah, that's
0: what Scott Stamp does in his days off yeah i'm trying to I'm trying to go to a later issue and see if they ever like change him out of Tom Cruise mode. Mm-hmm. It's just different actors in each one. of these yeah. discussion. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, Wait, this one is. looks a
2: lot like Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even after uh, recently, like
0: even after Robert Downey Jr. did him as uh, did Iron Man, um, the the artist that was drawing Salvador Larocca, who drew Iron Man for like fifty issues straight during Robert Downey Jr.'s reign, drew him to look like Sawyer from Lost.
1: Really? It drew him like Josh Holloway. Oh, interesting. Also, I like, never even thought about that. Yeah,
0: just also another weird thing. Yeah.
1: Um, um, so, so I, I Extremis itself—the storyline basically is at the very start of it. Um, Tony's working in his lab, and um, and we we have a, a weird we have a weird scene where a couple of guys are holed up in a bunker and inject their friend with. Some odd serum that causes him to go into convulsions and begin to, uh, uh, very clearly go, undergo some sort of, uh, uh. Shame. Yeah, like, uh, I was gonna say Kafkaesque metamorphosis.
2: But you didn't want to sound like a real douchebag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all right. And then I resigned myself to it. Let it check yourself. I mean, that sentence sort of back into that corner to say that, which is like one of the worst things that yeah. you can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think you can also, I mean,
0: like, yeah, the thing that we can touch upon is how this is a six-issue arc, but I really think you could tell the entire story in maybe one issue. One or two. Yeah, it was very. It's, it's very spread out. Not not that much happens in six issues. I mean,
2: um, well, here's a question I have for you: that backstory of how he became Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Is that like unique to this one and updated and original here?
1: That was the first time that it was told in that manner that this happened in Fallujah. I think they set it up as Fallujah here, yeah. or right. or in or in the Middle East uh, in the 90s because. Yeah, yeah. When he
2: first... It's in Afghanistan. No, it's in Afghanistan. No, it's in right. Taliban firefight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is the same thing you get in Iron Man 1. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that felt to me like, oh, well, why is this in here? But knowing that it's an update of the story, like, I don't know. I think that there's a lot in here. I don't know if you can squeeze it into six. Or you yeah. squeezed it into one. Sorry. Yeah I, think,
0: yeah. I mean, like, the main the main crux of it is, like, bandits get this extremist. They inject a guy in it. He awakens with these powers, goes on a rampage. Iron Man fights him. Iron Man's defeated. Iron Man then goes to the source, gets... Injected with it himself, fights him, kills him. So right. I also spoilers. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> By the way, but, very surprised that like not only in the origin story they showed, and this is like definitely a different sort of Marvel editorial regime that they allowed the story to show Iron Man murdering people, but also murdering the guy that he defeats. Um, there's always yeah this sort of edict to keep the heroes heroic
0: and not kill people. Like the punisher's yeah.
1: gonna be the guy that'll put a bullet in someone's face. Oh, uh, okay. Um but um in issue
0: six when Iron Man is fighting Malon, uh, who is the guy who is the guy that gets injected with the extremists, Um he's a ruthless killing machine, if we want to talk about the the guy who who's the main villain of this.
2: Right. Like, yeah. Whew, he's just Heck. a real jaded uh jaded jerk, right? And what is it? His, his motivation is, like, from, like, a Timothy McVeigh standpoint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he seems
1: like a militia guy. He's, yeah, He's a yeah. sort of militia guy that was raised by, um, by sort of, I don't want to, uh, like, like, extreme libertarian upbringing. Right. Of, like, the don't, the sort of, uh, don't tread on me type thing. Yeah.
2: because cool. we get a flashback to, like, his dad? Yeah, yeah. issue two, it's like... Yeah. It's really, because I... I didn't really notice
0: it at first. Like, at first I thought it was, like, in, like, current day. Until they flash forward. And you you notice that those pages are in, like, a, a sepia tone.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple flashbacks to it. He yeah.
0: is, like, huddled up in the corner of his current militia's mm-hmm. place. Like, huddled over the way he was as a child as it's well. It's like called
2: a match cut. Yeah. It's oh. That ah. is in the film. <laughs> it's like the bone in 2001 A Space Odyssey that turns into the spaceship. Yeah. That's a match cut. Oh.
1: That's a bone cut.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a... a <laughs> Uh, it's a real Franz Kafka metamorphosis <laughs> uh, of cuts. Yep.
0: Uh, in um, issue four, we also get another uh, taste of his background with this
2: mysterious like teen. Not mysterious, okay. Can I say this is the best part of the teen, whole? This teen is girl? the thing that I love the most. Yeah. So like, he, well, uh, okay. uh, so like he. Well, okay. So like he Malin. Malin. That's the villain's name. Yeah. 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 So cool. So he fights Tony Stark or, as Iron Man. Beats him. Um, but doesn't defeat him. Um and then he starts running to DC at yes. three hundred miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. But then stops to talk to a girl having a smoke break in a small town. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just
0: realized that. He is running and he literally just stops. <laughs> he just like rolls up is like, Hey, you wanna join up with me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice coat. Yeah, yeah. Why that is a weird cause you figure he's probably passing. A lot of people. Lot yeah. Of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially probably, if he's not
2: on highways. <laughs> he's he's running from Texas. He's running through the woods from Texas to D.C. Yeah. He's kind of passed, like, some disaffected smokers at some point in his life. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he talks to this girl, and she's... I think here's why this happened, right? It's to show that he's a lone wolf. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, he's, he's not... Because he, conv- he tries to say, like, oh, well, hey, join up with me. You're disaffected. You're like you know you hate your small southern town and you're yeah. you know wearing black clothes and a trench coat uh, and he's like hey you're disaffected there's uh, there's a subtle reference to columbine area. yeah she says yeah. i i swear wear
0: a long coat and everyone thinks i'm going to shoot up the school yeah is what she says
2: um and so malin tries to like say like join up with me and but then goes into like his right wing sort of racism and libertarianism that's like white people that found the country yeah uh, he says literally you know the clan did good things too Right. It's what he yeah. says to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and she rebels against that. So basically, I think what this is showing is that like Malin doesn't speak for anybody. Like he's not an avatar of a movement of yeah. people, um, which I think is like all right. That's good to show because we had seen him with like his right wing extremist uh, buddies who yeah. were bandits, as you called them, which I thought was a great uh, wait. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You mm-hmm. said the bandits stole extremists. Yeah, which what? I think is wonderful. Like you know, they, they stole it from the top of train or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bandit did, bandit
1: is an underused. I, did not,
2: wait, I said the word bandit. You said bandits. I did Very speak. casually. You said mm-hmm. bandits very casually. Yeah. What
0: pop culture am I drawing from? Like, what stories are lodged into the recesses
1: of my brain where those are references that I pull out? They, you were just reading The Great Train Robbery by Michael yeah. Clayton earlier. That, yeah.
2: Yeah. The only way... You, the only time you ever say the word bandits is if... Uh,
1: You're referring to the guy on the skull can? <laughs>
2: well, yeah. The guy, the, skull can. <laughs> the guy on the skull can. The guy on the skull can. Train robbers. Uh, and the two guys from Home Alone. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right? Like, that's yeah, the yeah. only or three I'm sure years sure like,
2: like, Leonard Skinner
0: roadies might call themselves that.
1: That's, <laughs> no, if you're a Leonard Skinner roadie, please reach out to us. Yeah. So, you do call yourselves bandits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that, that altercation ends with him, I guess, either blasting or ripping her head off.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. The,
0: the page is, like, normal conversation. She, like, tells them off. And then that last panel feels like a jump cut, like, minutes, maybe hours later of her. Yeah lifeless body just standing with blood pouring out
1: it is interesting that they literally do stop the action like he is running 300 miles an hour and they st- stop the action yes. dead in its tracks yeah. to have this dialogue for a
2: three-page conversation yeah. it's a super weird place for this i like it because it does i think it's necessary to it's say, definitely like, okay, necessary it's, he's just yeah. a lone wolf like it's him and, and he's just out for himself and that's it yeah uh, which is totally necessary but it is weird that it's like oh wait during his trip to i guess yeah. it, just to make the time work because like he's supposed to run from texas to dc he run, he run yeah 300 miles over a hour. course of like a day or two that Coming would don't but that would only take like five hours. Yes. Oh, yeah Yeah, that's a thing and that's he's, what that's what kept going through my. He's stopping head. a lot.
1: Yeah. Maybe that maybe he is stopping a lot. Yeah. Well he's a lone wolf and he's lonely. <laughs> Get a so smoke he keeps stopping, on. there's a lot of people smoking. He might have wanted he might have wanted to do her. Was he hitting on her? No. No. It, it didn't seem what like the, it was what, on it. It's not a very good pickup line to say, <laughs> you know... <laughs> the clan's done a lot... The clan did a lot of good the stuff. <laughs> like getting in your pants. Yeah. I was
2: <laughs> trying to
1: figure out what her t-shirt is. Are, I mean, you, t-shirt? A cro- are you a cross? Because my
2: crotch is burning. <laughs> That's a Ay-oh. clan pickup line. Her t-shirt is... Oh, it says... It's,
1: it's, it's, a, swastika a, it's a swastika in American the star flag. section of the American flag. And
0: it says... Isn't it like American? Oh, I like think it says
1: America-K-K-A. Like the uh, Ice Cube album title, oh. America's Most Wanted. Oh, oh
2: man. Dece. I
1: didn't zoom in to see that. that what? Yeah.
2: yeah, I could... Shaded too darkly for my.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, so that's why I think she's into the clan. Or that's why he feels the need to defend the clan.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the clan did some good things. Like, help you design that great t shirt you're Ugh. wearing. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. um, Icky. Well, like... that also, uh, his, like, you know, lone wolf trying to get things done also ties into. Um, Iron Man's whole character arc throughout this entire thing. I mean, in issue one, uh, is issue one, he gets a phone call where he's wanted to he, where a documentary filmmaker wants to interview him.
1: This is like a, definitely like an Errol Morris kind of documentary filmmaker <clears throat> who uh, sits down and interviews Tony about. Ghosts uh, of the... Ghosts of the 20th century. Which yeah.
2: raises the question, who is Errol Morris again?
1: He's the documentary filmmaker that uh, has done stuff like uh, The Thin Blue Line. Okay. Which was that uh, documentary about the uh, police shootings in the 80s. Okay. That was like his big... That was like his first big... Like, like a right bunch through. of
2: cause documentaries? Uh, yeah, he did mm-hmm. Fog of War. Okay. Uh, yeah, about yeah, uh,
1: Robert McNamara. Okay. yeah, And uh, yep. and stuff like that. So cool. yeah, he does a lot of like intense...
2: Yeah. Here's the thing in this comic he is he looks exactly who does he look
0: like he looks like Javier Bardem in uh, No Country in No Country disagree for Men. that's disagree.
1: what I thought Matt he oh God <laughs> I don't I don't remember the guy's name because he looks like someone very specific to me
0: he's got that hair he's got No Country for Old Men hair
2: I, I, he does guys you're right now you're looking at Daniel Craig right. It's
1: Daniel Craig. Oh, it's a very Daniel he looks Craig like, face. I guess it, like, yeah.
2: uh, his face is Daniel Craig's face with that wig on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he look like that that hair is like so seventies. That hair is well, also, like so seventies actor. His like
0: jeans? Like he's got some high waisted, tidal, flowy jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Those
1: are not Jinko's.
0: No. He is definitely a relic. Um But I really like they use this uh documentary interview to get to I guess kind of like what Warren Ellis's uh thesis for Iron Man is, in a way. Like
2: Yeah. Wanting... And this is basically what the movies were about too. Yeah. I didn't know that he came up with this. That's really impressive. Yeah. This this has just grown double <laughs> yeah. in my estimation. You know, I I also thought it was like I didn't know when this came out or if it was before or after Iron Man One, but I thought it was basically just like I thought it was rehashing the plots of the yeah. movie that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. But it turns out Just because I've seen a movie first doesn't mean it happened
1: first. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, But that that book, Tale of Two Cities, that was based on the movie Tale of Two Cities. Here's the
2: thing. I read that book in high school before I ever saw that movie. Turns out it was written hundreds of years before. What? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, man. It was like a contemporary piece. Wow, that's so weird. I didn't know that they had books. That's...
0: <clears throat> Who would have thought? The majority of issue one is a seven page interview between a documentary filmmaker and Iron Man.
1: But it's a very interesting treatise because Yeah, it's good. I mean the thing is Warren Ellis is the type of writer he's a he's a writer who's very obsessed with um with like Futurism and, and tech and, and very...
2: crazy things. Yeah, like
1: the bleeding edge of science and technology. There's a lot
2: of nanobots. And like, oh, yeah, Micro-technology.
0: In a second, and we're yes. going to have to talk about how extremists works and all that, and man, yeah. we'll, we'll rip yeah. the scab right off of that. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but, so, he's also really big with these, like, character ideas and like kind of like mission statements, mm-hmm. uh, which is what we get in this interview, which I think is really cool. And I also like um, how Tony Stark brings down the filmmaker... <clears throat> by being like, how much good are you doing, man? Like, because the guy is basically raking Tony over the coals. Yeah, like you're a you're a weapons monger, blah, blah blah. He's like, how much good are you doing? You make super specific documentaries that no one watches. That preach like, to the choir. Yeah, you you are doing nothing, and Tony's like trying to do something. Sometimes that's mm-hmm. uh, just really interesting. But yeah. I,
1: I just think it's a I, I think it's a good balance because it does recognize the the inherent faults and the intended goodness of like both sides of the argument it's not one-sided you know what i mean like it's not just tony getting assaulted and like i understand tony's point of view in terms of like you know this is uh uh, sure i know you're doing you're trying to do good but is it really doing anything yeah (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a point that everybody's made a million times about, like, munitions makers, right? Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. And, like, what kind of expose is this, right? Would you guys honestly watch a documentary about the guy who works for uh, McDonnell Douglas or something like that? Like, no, you already know that. Like, you'll yeah, watch it for, true. like, a minute. Well, it'll be it mentioned for, like, with... a minute in some sort of larger piece. If
0: it was edited with, like, a cool pop culture slant, like, a Morgan, Morgan Spurlock slant.
1: If it was about manscaping and munitions yeah. Yeah. then,
2: uh Brett was pointing to his head as if like we should get inside of it and yep. it'd be the best idea. <laughs>
1: you know, what's you up. know, you know. know. What's up, guys. Um, well but the thing is too, like Tony Stark's standing within the Marvel universe is, is very much like he's not only like the head of a corporation that continues to use his name in everything mm-hmm. yeah. that they do, but he's also like a like a Steve Jobs style celebrity. So like, yeah. you know, he is almost the Steve Jobs of munitions. I would watch a documentary about the Steve Jobs of munitions. Also, if, if you is. knew he yeah, was, if, Iron there was Man. if there was the yeah. the single person. If yeah. you
0: knew he was Iron Man, yes, because that's also a thing that I think is interesting about this storyline is no one knows he's Iron Man.
2: Yeah, that's not true in the movies, right? <clears throat> no,
0: that the movies were a revelation. I remember like seeing Iron Man one the first time, watching the movie, and then like because I knew for like for the longest time Iron Man was Tony Stark's bodyguard. Kind of like how my boyfriend has to be my friend when I oh, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, so at the end of that movie, when he's at the press conference and the last words of Iron Man 1 are, I am Iron Man. Yeah. And yeah. that blew my mind. Oh. I was like, yeah. holy shit, they're just going for it. Yeah, because like, yeah, they're, they're so much... cutting
2: through all that fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, there's so much of Batman, and then like immediately preceding Iron Man, the movie was the Spider Man movies, right? Like Spider Man yeah, yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah. Those, those were, I don't know, you guys are more comic book guys yeah. than I, I are. Yeah. Those were like the first ones to get back, like to be like the resurgence of comic book
0: movies. Uh, right? Blade but... and then X Men and Spider Man all happened in a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, like, the X-Men movies, um, X-Men like, the one, first X-Men movie, they didn't expect it to do much, and then it, like, doubled, like, it opened at number one and, like, oh, doubled whatever the box yeah. office take was for the second yeah. movie that weekend, and then Spider-Man opened to, like, a hundred million dollars in the first yeah. weekend, which yeah. was... and
0: then each, subsa- like, sequel just yeah. kept outdoing. like, X-Men and Spider-Man were kind of in this back and forth, Yeah. Like, yeah. Who can make more money? Battle. Well,
1: what's what's interesting though too about Iron Man, especially in the comics, is he has gone. It's a character that's gone back and forth with whether or not the public knows who he Mm -hmm. is. And there was a strange edict around 2000 in Marvel Comics where the uh, publisher at the time, his name is Bill Jemis, he um, he had said like, "What's the point? What's the point of having like secret identities for these guys? Let's just let everyone know who they are." And like in about 2001. Tony Stark revealed himself to be Iron Man in the books very oh. offhandedly to the public. And it was public knowledge for like two years. This came out in two the first issue comes yeah. out in two thousand four. Mm. And somewhere within that three year span they put like they put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah just so they could... Uh, yeah,
2: by the way, and his cover is terrible. I don't think the genie was back in the bottle. You had to be an idiot to not believe yeah. that he was yeah, yeah, Iron yeah. Man, right? It's, like, it's yeah. like an understood secret. When he like ships his car yeah. around everywhere. Get yeah. my car in a crate. Don't let anybody see my car. And the crate, we we see it in one panel, and it's like a coffin. It looks, <laughs> like, <Yes>. it <laughs> looks like it's either holding a body or an Iron Man suit. It's like a <laughs> Pinewood like Derby car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's obviously not an automobile, but he's like, it's still like... I, yeah, the analogy they used. I'm like, yeah, my my boyfriend is just my friend. Uh, yeah, it's but like we're holding hands, or we like to look. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. And I just can't believe anybody would buy it. And yeah. like, there is a reveal where he reveals himself as Iron Man to the female interest. What's her name? Oh, Maya Hansen. Maya Hansen. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we can talk about Maya for a little while, sure, because she's actually she is played by Rebecca Hall in Iron Man Three. She's going to be. I mean, she's a main character in Iron Man Three. I assume. Both her and Adrian uh, Aldrich Killian are... From this in Iron Man three, Aldrich Killian is played by Guy Pierce, and Aldrich Killian is in this for one page. He's the guy that kills himself in issue one.
1: Oh, yeah, he is a main player
0: in uh, Iron Man three. Well, I mean, when you
1: pay for Guy Pierce, you want to keep him around for a few more pages. Um,
0: But like Maya Hansen is an old buddy of Iron Man. She's a she's like a peer. She's in more medical stuff. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, and they're like old. You know, old like. Smart people, techie business,
2: play? Like Yeah, what? they met at, a, tech, like, at a bar yeah. at a tech conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and they and so she and Aldrich invented extra, uh, extremists. um Extremis got into the hands of a rat, like you know, radical fringe group, some bandits,
2: uh, yep, some bandits, some so right wing bandits. Right-wing Aldrich kills himself. RWBs.
0: Maya calls in Tony, the only person she knows that could help with this problem, and so they're like. Uh, which is later on how Iron Man after after uh Malin maybe maybe we should have gone in order. Hoof after Malin wrecks Tony's shit up. Like yeah. destroys him, Tony goes undergoes extremists in order to heal himself.
2: So
1: Yeah. I did like I, I do like the first fight the first confrontation between uh Iron Man and Malin just in terms of
2: That's a terrible villain's name, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, not... Malin.
2: Yeah. A, yeah. That's just like a last name that's pretty <coughs> nondescript, right? Yeah. yeah. And also kind of clunky
0: sounding. Like, yeah. I understand, like, he's not a supervillain, so don't give him a name like, you know, Blood Wrecker or something. Right, right. But right, I yeah. have his name be like, I don't know. Malin. 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 Know, I'm sure.
1: you, stop yeah. where, you stop right there in your tracks. Malin. Mal- he sounds like a sad trombone <laughs> yeah. noise, like his
2: last name. Malin. Yeah. Yeah. God, look at that coffin. Um. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. No, sorry to interrupt, Matt. Well, your point about Malum. Well, oh, you're talking about the fight.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I did. I did like it because uh, again, like Adi Granoff is is a great artist, and um, the the power the power in the fight is is comes across really well and very clear. Yeah, during the entire thing, and as he's just sort of dismantling Stark piece by piece. Breaking his hand when Tony mm-hmm. pulls back to punch him. Yeah. And, uh... When
2: Iron Man does, he breaks the iron hand. Yeah. He Doesn't breaks you? the iron
1: hand and then he breaks Tony's hand inside yeah. the gauntlet breaks as his well. his leg, like, kicks his leg out. Like, yeah. Ugh. Oh, that's why it, I missed that. <clears throat> I missed that the first time I uh, read through this. And when he, catches the, when he catches the car that Malin tries to throw on him later, I spent a good minute looking at that panel trying to figure out why... His right leg was so. I was like, "Wow, that is not a good drawing. That is not how yeah. a leg. Go, that's not how a leg sits.
2: It's being kicked.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. it was punched in half. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, because because uh, Malin Extremis extremus rewrites your genetic code. I mean, it's some. Um, this is the crazy shit. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I love to. Uh, another thing that Warren Ellis loves to talk about is psychotropic drugs. Yeah, which is very obvious by okay. the uh, by the conversation that they have. In issue two... With a hippie. With their, with their hippie mentor. Who I assume or, is
2: going to be played by Woody Harrelson in the movie, right? <laughs> Lord willing.
1: <Yeah>. Lord willing.
2: <laughs> I, I really um, hope they
0: I hope they work that character in. Yeah. yeah guys, so like,
2: let, let me try to give a pass at this science. Because I think I got... You guys have read this multiple times, right? This is my second time reading it, so... All right. Uh, I just read it earlier today. Yeah. So basically, they go to a hippie who says that... Um, <laughs> that psychotropic drugs is that the right term yeah Psycho-
1: like psychedelic drugs psychedelic drugs that yeah, psychotropic
2: yeah. <clears throat> is not what i'm talking about psychotropic thunder uh, I say that. yeah either here or there um psychotropic is like a samoan serial killer yeah yeah <laughs> right <laughs> like
1: psychotropic right. yeah uh <laughs> fatu
2: the, psych- <laughs> the, the psychotropic killer um Yeah, so psychedelic (laughs) drugs basically allow us to access the operating system of our brain. Yeah. um, Which is what extremis does, because what extremis does is it takes the part of our brain that is responsible for repairing injuries and repairing ourselves, and basically goes in there. You get injected with it. It. Tell, the first thing it does is it tells your... Your body tells your brain that everything's messed up. Yeah. And so you start vomiting and, I guess, shitting, I guess, crying. Crazy, gross, like, black... crazy scabs. You're covered in scabs. Oh, it's the grossest. You're covered in scabs <laughs> to the point where they're drawn a little... When you're fully scabbed up, like Malin was, and, and later uh, Tony Stark was, um, you look like a lizard person more than a man, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that, I think that's Yeah, there. lizard scabs. Get, I'm getting yeah. the... I think it, that it, it gets to the point of lizard scams, yeah, right? It's
0: it's so gross.
2: So basically your body causes every possible injury it can at once and you just you get you get all messed up. And then you once you heal, then it like rewrites that operating system in your brain to where you can have uh a bunch of different powers like super strength, and yeah. s- super speed, yeah. um the ability to locate teenage girls at, <laughs> at bus stops in small town America. Yeah. Yes. Um and then, like, also like lightning and fire too. That's part of it. Yeah, because he breathes, uh, he breathes, breathes, fire, breathes fire, and it does like the fort like you the emperor like force, force blast. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, what what it is is, I think it, it you preload Extremis with whatever you yeah. want it's to like rewrite onto the brain, onto your brain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So smart. you're like, oh, I want these powers to show up in, which is kind of how Tony Stark <laughs> modifies it later yes. in the yeah. story.
2: Got it. Okay,
1: well, that makes sense. And I didn't. Tony...
2: Any... Well, no, wait, did the bandits modify them for, like, electricity and fire? No, I think fire, that's, or that's what... just the base. I, value? I think it was pre modified. Yeah, right? I think that's what Kill, uh,
0: Killian. Aldrich Killian is one of the more confusing names. Because it's like Alien Kildrich, Kildrich Allian. He sounds Ald- like. He sounds Adrian like. Adrian Kill- Aldrich
2: Killian. But his first name is Adrian? No, it's Aldrich. His Aldridge. first name is Aldrich. He oh,
0: sounds Aldridge like a Game of
1: Thrones character. Yeah, yeah
0: it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, But it's revealed that uh, he and Maya... Because you had to have two key cards to get access to the samples. Um, Are you spoiling the movie right now? No. Well, I mean, I'm spoiling the comic book. I'm assuming the movie will be going far away from this. Okay. Because most of all the Marvel movies do not do strict adaptations of anything. They usually, like, they cherry-pick a lot. What is is gonna
1: be the most strict adaptation? I know, we're just yeah. ruining it. Yes, yeah, we're we're gonna... it. Ben Kingsley plays Malin. Oh, yeah, man. But he's the Mandarin, I guess he's... Oh, no! Yeah, the yeah. malin The documentary filmmaker is played both by Javier Bardem
2: and Daniel Craig. Oh, like, ah, like ah, in a dual role a that, that they made Javier during Skyfall. Javier Bardem, yeah, Tom Cruise plays Tony Stark for the oh. second oh, act. Wouldn't yep. that be great?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, uh, they revealed that you have to have two key cards so tony at the end of it is like i know you have to have two key cards i know this was you um and she i i spent through her logic at the end why did she, she let loose extremists on earth because the buyers who wanted it needed a she wanted a test study to say this shit works it's successful so that they would then like fund it and buy it so she would then get money to go crazy with her like to super cure cancer. helpful to cure cancer, cancer research yeah, yeah. Because she uses an atomic bomb. Like, the atomic bomb only had to be used with anger once to make it never needed again. North Korea. You got that?
2: What? Kim Jong-un listens. Oh, no, I'm just waiting for, like, I'm waiting to see if we're gonna get nuked in response.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it'd be really funny if with all the jokes that have been made at Kim Jong-un's expense, this podcast was what set him
2: over the edge right who knows what gets oh, through wow. in North Korea right yeah like seriously like crazy like internet firewalls this might be the thing that like sneaks through because it seems harmless uh Is in which in which case, I'm sorry that Weekend Update has made so many jokes about how you look like a fat baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank but you for looking like a fat baby yeah, no, because you kept Josh employed. Yeah, it really helps. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and also Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something some to do. Uh, but so yeah, so her logic is like, do the ends justify the means and whatnot, um, which is also kind of like Tony was himself struggling with this the, throughout all six issues. Uh, like he created the Iron Man suit but like who cares like you know who does it help like Mm -hmm. existential stuff
2: he's like part of the Avengers that's like part of the justification he gives is that he's part of the Avengers I kind
0: of like wanted to I don't know who was it that gave him shit about you know you built the Iron Man suit what good does that do part of me wanted to be like it does a lot of good (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. that Iron Man suit has like almost single handedly saved the world that's dozens true dozens of times over
1: yeah yeah even the universe yes in certain instances yeah
2: Something now like- is that in this in, in this comic <laughs> universe that this yeah extremis exists in yeah yeah
0: because the yeah. Marvel Universe, unlike DC, Marvel is essentially the same universe it uh, always has been. Right. Since 61 on. Right, so,
2: but I mean, like, they updated the backstory. Yeah, he, yeah. They do, like, like, soft things like that. Okay. But, like, everybody knows, like, when the documentary filmmakers grill and Tony Stark, like, he knows that he's done good. Yeah, he knows that, that Iron Man yeah, yeah. has done a lot of good stuff. So, okay.
1: Yeah. He's just being a little prim. Mm. I mean, like, and for the purposes of this, so, this new launch of Iron Man in November of two thousand and four, when they launched this first issue, it was it was part of like an initiative, and it was a time at Marvel where um, they had just come out of bankruptcy, yeah. and they were trying to dial all of their characters back from all of the things that pushed them to bankruptcy and pushed people away from the books, which was everything was tied together, everything had to be a big event. There were no like quiet stories, or there were no like yeah, yeah the way it's getting back to now, like <laughs> hmm. but there were no stories that were like. You know, you'd read an Iron Man book and Ghost Rider would show up and four other characters and there wouldn't be much of an explanation about who they were and what they did. Okay. So at this time, it was, they were trying to strip characters back down to their cores and update them at the same time. Which is why it's just Iron Man, and they'll casually yeah. reference the Avengers, but
2: okay, cool. Because the justification for not bringing in the Avengers is super weak. Yeah, uh, yeah, what was the incredibly weak. this is my this is my fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically like, hey, this guy might destroy like our nation's capital and everything in our entire way of life and government. It's like, uh, I don't want to call the Avengers. <laughs> it's like so tacked on there, but yeah, with what you're saying, that makes a lot of sense because they just yeah. want to strip it down. Because once you do tie them together, you're right. Like. Thor should just come in and do everything, because he's like a god, right? He's like, a god God man. man. it's
0: over with. Yeah. Uh, Also, it's weird, like, speaking to that point, there are maybe five characters in all six issues. Yeah, it's a very, it's it's a very pared down cast. I mean, for a couple Uh, of issues, it's just Mal and Maya and Tony. For, like, the last couple issues, you don't see, uh, I mean, like... That's true. Smoking girl gets killed, and there's, like, some bandits. There's a couple bandits in the beginning, there's Mm -hmm. the hippie Uh, guy. uh,
2: that's Even, a really good point. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that. And I'm going to change topics now. Uh, have you guys watched The Americans on FX? No. I have I not yet. It. Okay. It's the same way. Because like, okay. I, I think a lot of TV shows like Mad Men... Like if you watch that, it's like oh we got to care about like Peggy's business. Like I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to do. It. Like it's like too sprawling and there's and like Game of Th- Game Wars, of Thrones. Good yeah. God, that's yeah. like there's a million different people walking through the woods. And you literally you, need
1: a flowchart, yeah, yeah,
2: to keep track of it. Yeah. Uh, the Americans did a show about uh, Russian spies in America in 1981. Yeah, and it's the same way. There's like maybe eight characters who talk during the whole first season. It's real cool. Um, I think because of that, because that is a little bit different. Um, It's very accessible. You don't have to... It is super accessible. You can, like, sort of pick it up wherever. You don't have to, like... Because I think, like, a lot of TV shows, it's, like oh, Mad Men. uh oh, all right. Yeah. I got to watch like five seasons of it to know mm-hmm. what's going I also on. I think now. Mad
0: Men kind of built its way up into its huge cast they have now. Because I think like back in season one, there were maybe only like six or eight main characters. Yeah, and then it they might just, be a function
2: of it being season one. Yeah, they just like season five or they're on six now. They just you yeah. know, got a ton. Um, yeah, it just reels out to where, like, it, like at the end of Lost, it was like... Oh, yeah. Uh, so ooh, many. How? Uh, it's every start of every season's like, here's a whole new batch yeah. of... Not just one new character, a batch. A uh, whole batch of them. And, like, yeah, you're in yeah. season six, and it's like, God, wait, why yeah, are De- uh, why haven't Desmond and Ben met yet? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, really? All right, like, I guess this, so. I mean,
0: the Iron Man movies have done a really good job of fleshing out Tony's supporting cast with, like, Pepper and Rody and Happy,
2: um that all three a, of those names sound like six coeds from the 1950s <laughs> yeah 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 uh, <laughs> those were all those
1: were all rushes at uh <laughs> at, at,
2: at the, pepper uh, and roadie and happy. An animal
1: house yeah <laughs> and Otter
2: happy and, and hey hap them. i heard you and pepper were under the bleachers last week they weren't, they weren't for a while um
1: but they're not in there like where were they at this time War Machine was around, wasn't he? Which is Rhodey, right? Rhodey. Rhodey was around, but again, he was uh, he wasn't being used because he was a sort of cipher character for Iron Man, and yeah. it was another. It was one of those ideas of like, you know, there. Why do we have multiples of one character running around? Yeah, because we want people to focus on the franchise first. Yeah. So War Machine, <laughs> War Machine wasn't really around. He was. He had that. Uh, that weird he had mini-man. that weird non-continuity um, uh, uh, mini-series with like Alien, U.S. Armor? War Machine, and U.S. War Machine yeah. Two. Um, that was that was around this time, and I don't recall where Happy's dead. Well, right before this, interestingly enough, Can right. you before... say I don't know what you guys are talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I We mean, may all... as well be.
2: Is this speaking. Iron Man Two? Is this all happen go down in Iron Man Two? No. This Who's is all...
0: Happy. So uh, John Favreau's character in Iron Man One, he's Tony's driver. Okay, who's yeah. who's
2: Roadie? Uh it was Terence Oh, that's Terence Howard slash Cheetlejuice. Uh, yeah, yeah. juice.
1: if you say his name three times.
2: We've all said it twice. So if anyone says the C word again, it'll appear. Yeah, yeah. Uh and deliver a door to
1: force acting performance. Yeah, It's nothing bad. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's amazing, but he won't leave. Yeah, we're not here to do that right now. Uh but but yeah, um And again, too, they were trying to pare down the casts of these books, and they were just trying to distill all of this stuff down to, like, uh, because they did the same thing with Captain America at this time as well. Yeah. They, they, there was a big move in that, which which bears nothing, which will actually be the plot of the second Captain America movie. Um,
2: (laughs) I liked him. Here's my take on the Avengers. Uh, Yeah. I thought Captain America was real neat. Uh-huh. I'm always a big fan of how Robert Downey Jr. does Iron Man. Um, I thought the whole movie, Brett, you're going to like, you might slit my throat right now. <laughs> I thought the whole movie was kind of garbage. But really? But was like, all right, kind of dumb. I didn't know what was happening most of the time. Just like a casual movie goer. Okay. Um, the reason I think it made like a billion and a half dollars and was like one of the most popular and successful movies of all time and hugely reviewed is the last 10 minutes of it are super great. Like the last ten minutes. Yeah, the oh, end of the like... movie, just like ha- the final, but ba- how the final battle climaxes, the choices okay. that are made, um, like Iron Man going up there, committing like so, like committing an act of sacrifice uh, and looking out for somebody else who isn't him, which is like something that was set up earlier. I think oh, that yeah. that's all cool and very well done. And the last ten minutes of it were really amazing and great, and it like, leaves a good taste in your mouth. But for most of it, I was like. What is who is the enemy and why is anybody doing anything? I guess I mean that, oh, could, okay. be, eh, that I could be. I don't. I don't get like having zero. Yeah, and that and might like, be one of the
0: problems. I don't know because I feel like I also saw that movie with a bunch of people. I mean, we saw it with like thirteen people who all had very vast different uh, experiences mm-hmm. with the movies, and everyone loved it. But okay. that's but that's the type
2: of thing that like I watched it by myself, uh, <laughs> like one afternoon when I was off work. And I ordered Seamless Web and was in my blanket the whole time. So I had the <laughs> opposite. I, did, I watched it from bed on demand. And yes, I didn't. I had the opposite experience of you. And so my soul, my Lone Wolf
1: viewing experience was like, huh? What Your Malin this? viewing experience. Yeah, what I is this? I did see it
0: eight times in the theater in also vastly different circumstances. Yeah, It plays to everything I like. But here's yeah.
1: the thing, though, too. And this is like, we were talking about this earlier with our podcast is, you know, you can't. Sometimes Brett and I definitely get lost in the woods because we have all this experience with the medium of comics. Yeah, yeah, we have we have a disease. <laughs> and you know in, in a lot of comic book fans get that way because we're all we all really love this thing mm-hmm. and at a certain point you need to step back and the, People are always asking, where are the new comic readers at? Where are they coming from? Why is everyone leaving? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is the accessibility level for this thing that we're mm-hmm. in love with? Uh, and and that's uh, that's the type of viewpoint that, that I think is very valid and very okay. important. You know, coming into this <laughs> or coming into a comic book movie as a non-comic book fan, yeah. do, how accessible do you find it? And do you get lost in the minutia of... Like, <laughs> does it does it get its head up its own ass too much yeah. i think sometimes i think
2: avengers did sometimes cuz it felt like sometimes they would get together and they'd fight just to fight who did thor fight right when they met thor and well, like iron man fought thor fought
0: iron man just right. because they both had different uh, goals for what they wanted loki
2: right yeah i mean like to, it, to me that just felt like uh oh wait are there are these two guys fighting cuz there was some comic book where they fought and everybody wants to see that like yeah, if it, it, it felt yeah. like that it felt like you know watching um watching some of the Star Wars prequels, where it's like, oh, okay, they sort of referenced this fight between Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin, so now we got to spend 45 (laughs) minutes in some lava pit on it, you know? And that was was something that, like, Joss Whedon,
0: because, like, they made Avengers really quick, and apparently, like, Mm. Marvel was like, Joss, great, you're going to write it, you're going to direct it. Here's the thing. We've already started working on a Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man fight because this movie's coming out in like a year. Okay. <laughs> so they, like, so he just had oh. to figure out a way to shoehorn in the animation and CGI they were already okay. working on, cool. um, which is why like, he spends a lot of time with the entire Germany sequence building up, uh, like, making Loki a viable threat who is like murdering innocent people uh, and taking you know innocent people hostage and claiming he was going to yeah. rule them. Like They're making Loki public enemy number one where Tony Stark needs nothing more in the world than to grab him and take him and keep him for himself at S.H.I.E.L.D. and find out what the fuck his problem is. So Joss gives uh, Iron Man an interest in getting him back. On the other hand, we know from the Thor movie, which is where maybe they misstep, because you haven't seen Thor. Yeah. uh, We know from the Thor movie that Thor and Loki are brothers, and Thor has this really kind of admirable, kind of admirable ignorance towards his brother where he loves him no matter what and sees the best in him no matter what, even though Loki is okay. a sociopath. So when Thor shows up, you know, oh shit, Thor will save his brother at any cost and Iron Man needs him because he's kind of, you know, he's a terrorist. Like yeah. he is, he is okay. terrorist number one right now. So then you get that clash. Okay. Which you're only shown,
2: I guess, half of the reasoning. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, because they do some flashbacks to like the Captain America movie too. They do some like flashbacks to like I guess with footage from other movies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like all right. I just I thought it was like I don't know. It was like bulky because like a billion a a billion people saw it. I was like what the all right I'll watch this and like I don't know. It it left like uh, it was like it felt rushed the middle part of it, but the start of it's real good and the ending is great like they yeah. did a great job of the ending which is like that's 90% of the bad yeah. like yeah yeah you did uh, like Skyfall is one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time the yeah. new Bond movie and the ending of that kind of stinks yeah. like the ending's not oh, good oh the, the Home La-
0: Alone sequence yeah yeah yeah, yeah right
2: yeah. Uh, that sequence is good but then they go to the church and it's like oh don't use your flashlight and you win <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah don't use your, your flashlight in the woods um, but yeah so I think like Avengers love like a very good taste in, in your mouth how does this uh... and that concludes my review of the movie the <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) The May 2012 release. A year later, we finally got Three Um, stars.
0: I mean, obviously, I can talk about that movie forever, Hmm. uh, because I'm a crazy person. Uh, But speaking of, like, taste in your mouth, after reading the first six issues of Extremis, Mm -hmm. like, what does this make you want to do with Iron Man after reading these six issues? Like, are you at all interested in the character? Would you read issue seven? Uh, do you want to go to Wikipedia and read up on
2: him some? Yeah, definitely. I thought that this was really well done. Like I like that sort of matching of motivations between um Um Stark and 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 Malin and what was her name? Maya? Maya, yeah. yeah right? So my, like, it's basically, like, ends justify the means type question. Like, that's yeah. the main question in Iron Man, at least in this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you have one person who says, yes, absolutely, they do at all costs, and, like, and he has the the least of ends. His ends is revenge. Mal's ends are revenge. Yeah, but well, he literally says, like, I just want to kill everything at right. one point. Like, yeah. that's all, he's just, right. like, hate. Right. Mm-hmm. But well. the end, the end is just to satisfy his own personal rage. Yeah. Which is, like, very much personal and cannot, it's not part of a movement. Um... <laughs> Well Iron Man is like sort of the more balanced character and then Maya's like okay well yeah the ends will justify the means even if the means are super good. Um no wait, reverse that. Wait, what? Ends are the goal. The end do the ends the, you... the
1: ends Got justify it, okay. the means even <laughs> yeah, if the yeah. means are terrible.
2: And the and the ends are very noble.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um
2: the means always
0: just the the end always
2: justifies the means, right? I think Maya's point of view is probably that there you can like quantify them, and if it comes out fifty percent one, forty nine percent of another, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. like, like a little bit more of the pragmatic end of it. Which like you know she does have a good point if she can cure cancer, which is like sort of thrown out there and set up an issue. Yeah. too. could um, she have gotten money another way? Is the other is the argument you could make probably. I mean, Tony Stark invented the iPhone in this, too, right? Oh, guys, how have we
0: not even talked
2: (laughs) about uh, the dated technology where they're like,
0: it'll download an MP3 to your phone in 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Again, 2004, Whoa. you guys. 2004. 2004. Yeah. That,
0: yeah. that even seems like... Because I feel like Warren Ellis, who's a crazy futurist who likes writing crazy advanced stuff, that even seems slow by 2004 standards. You would think that, like, you want to impress readers in 2004, you would say it'll download an MP3 to your phone in a second, or yeah. five seconds. 30 seconds still seems long, right? I
1: I can't remember what 2004 was like. I don't but. know. I remember. I, I remember I got... A phone with a camera on it in 2004, and I thought that I was George Jetson. <laughs> um, and that alone, and even the idea that I could upload a different ringtone to oh, my yeah. phone that didn't sound like uh, like a MIDI file. Okay, like, yeah, it like, was like
2: an actual like high fidelity song.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, it wasn't just like a, a-, a shoebox farting through like a dictaphone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But,
2: yeah, if you could download, like, a high-quality version of, like, yeah, by Usher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. I did it. I just need the 10-second sample for it to be my ringtone. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Okay, you can, like, that might be a ba- bit of a misstatement, because you're right. Like, I, the phone that Tony Stark has is a, the phone that I had in 2004, I think. It's, like, a, yeah. it's like an old like LG flip-y. flip phone. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, okay, so if it's ten years from now, like, what is the equivalent thing? Like, what do you think would be a good thing that, like, if we're talking about the future, right yeah. Right now in 2013,
1: mm-hmm.
2: what's a good thing that could happen in 30 seconds? Where you'd say, like, you can do X and X and X in just 30 <laughs> in, seconds. Oh, good question. Uh, yeah. In just 30 seconds? Um, I'm trying to think of what you can't, like, what you can't do in 30 seconds. I mean, like, an like entire... 3D
1: print something.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> 3D print... Uh, child's playpen yeah in 30 seconds I was seconds. Say, yeah, all, yeah. But my future is all the uh, superheroes are all get, having kids yeah so yeah get, <laughs> and, and go for some very practical you know, download I 3D a whole, printed a blanket for right. your child yeah download all a of whole, Dr. Spock's what yeah. to expect when you're expecting a whole <laughs>
0: season of Dora the Explorer right in, yeah. 30, in 30 seconds, seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I guess yeah but I just
2: one MP3 just seems so tiny.
0: Yeah, it does. Oh yeah,
2: it's a pretty tiny standard.
1: <laughs> also, like,
0: is it is it, um, is it Blur song two or Champagne Supernova? Because that's like two minutes versus seven. Yeah.
1: What's the fidelity? Two. of yes. Is this a flak? Is one twenty-eight, yeah. two fifty-six, three twenty? Lossless.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, th- this is the thing. Is though the, that technology is like Tony Stark's consumer technology? That's not Iron Man technology, yeah. right? Right. Like Iron Man isn't downloading. You
0: know, well, (laughs) according to the Avengers, he is definitely downloading MP3s to his armor because he pipes in ACDC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thunderstruck, right? Uh, I think it's Shoot to Thrill. I think it's the the, the original song ACDC wrote for Iron Man 2. Ah. (laughs) Uh, Also, no ACDC for Iron Man 3.
2: Wait, Shoot to Thrill wasn't
1: written for Oh, maybe it wasn't, but I mean, I don't fucking But that was what they, yeah.
2: Yeah. Shoot the
1: thrill, yeah!
2: Uh, Thunderstruck—that's
1: yeah. just an
2: ACDC impression. You can yeah, say yeah. anything with three <laughs> syllables in that Eat voice. Get up, <laughs> <laughs> Seamless web. <laughs> Marky Mark. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Uh, we haven't touched on the art. I mean, before we wrap up, we should probably mention Adi, like Adi Granov's art, uh, which he doesn't draw much. I mean, he do, he doesn't draw many comic books. Like, yeah, he only maybe oh. he has eight to ten to
1: his name, including these six. Yeah, six, and then um, there was a two-ish, there was two issues of a proposed four to six issue miniseries that came out after the first Iron Man movie, written by John Farvo, called Viva Las Vegas.
0: Yeah.
1: And he drew two issues of it, and then they never finished it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do a lot of interiors, uh, because I think that he's more of a, a concept and video um, game and storyboard artist.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will say, I he when I worked at for Wizard uh, Magazine, he was at our convention, I think our Chicago show, and I saw his pencils, and his pencils look exactly like this. Yeah. Like, he draws with this much detail and this much, like, shading mm. with a pencil. Wow. And I think all of That's this intense. was done on computers, but, like, I saw his, and it's
1: amazing. Yeah.
0: The... Cause most, you know, most artists just draw, you know, outlines basically. Yeah. Like they just draw like how you would draw a stick figure, but they're just really fucking mm-hmm. good stick figures. I only yeah, yeah. know
2: this from like <laughs> during the Oscars, during like the art design ter- uh, yeah category right. when they like go from a pencil drawing into the actual costume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so it's like, okay, I guess that is definitely why he does not do that much work.
1: There was a, I remember as this was coming out, and while it was like super delayed. There was a feature on maybe Newsorama, which is a comic book news website, um, that was about his art process, and basically it takes him like two days to finish a page.
0: Which is mm. twice as long as most people, I would say.
1: Yeah, sometimes even more than that. Like, there are some people that can pump out two pages in a day. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, his art, I mean, what did you think of his art? Did you... Uh, I have two thoughts on it. Okay. First of all, that storyboard artist makes a lot of sense, because that's what I was thinking yeah. about it with the action sequences. Basically, they're big jumps
0: between... Yeah. yeah panels they don't they don't have like a fluid motion it looks more like people are taking stills from a movie a yeah,
2: yeah yeah yeah. but also while like other action happens like yeah. basically you'll see malin look in one direction and you'll see him grab the car rather than like see him look in one direction see a car see his face say like yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. like there's like as yeah. if you would do for a movie storyboard where it's like oh yeah we'll we'll film the the, the a to b yeah yeah um it's like it's basically like point a to point c to point uh e to point g like and like yeah. th- let the reader fill in like sort of you know moving from one place to another which i thought yeah. was like very cool it was it didn't belabor the point on any of the action sequences at all and maybe all the action sequences seem kind of
0: more epic in scale like i don't know like uh, all the scenes of iron man like crashing into cars and stuff i feel like the art really conveyed the heaviness of things like yeah the, like the scope of the action yeah because it was like all the when when they get into fight scenes, all the panels are really big mm-hmm. yeah um, they go from like nine panels to a page like three, so they make the moments hit harder,
1: yeah oh.
2: yep yeah, i agree, and the second the second point uh about the art is like there's not i looking at it in review there's not a lot of crap in the background, which I like yeah oh yeah, like there's not like i i'm just looking at like uh, the bar scene when like Maya and Tony meet. And there's just like uh, this is not an Applebee's. There's just like you know, there's (laughs) a bar. There's a bar, and there's they don't. You didn't feel the need to put like some shitty photo of like an elk or something on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like, all right, cool. That's what that bar might have. A senator deer, you know, and like even if you just like look in the background. Uh, yeah, a yeah, deer uh, dear senator uh, yeah. photo, which is, like, you know, where my wheelhouse is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is like, the, the, funny, the funny gizmos in the background. But, like, no, I think it's, like, nice. Like, you yeah. know, walls are blank, so it's, like, just focus on the characters, which are drawn, like, very detailed and wonderfully. Um, but I think it is cool to, like, have... Yeah, the- you get the illusion of a background because the colors, the, the background
0: colors have these, like, specks and, like, gradients and whatnot. Yeah. And I think trick your eye into thinking that there's line work there, really. That is the colors. Well, did Adi Granov color these, too?
1: I believe. So I believe but also, he does like, all of his digital art making
0: making some splots of color is not as labor intensive as like drawing an elk <laughs> or drawing a jukebox. Right. Or, oh yeah. It's
2: yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not some stupid jukebox in there, which is like what I like. There's not some like yeah. stupid bookcase <laughs> in the back, where it's like, all right, like we get that they're in a lab. You don't have to like draw yeah. an IV in the background for us to, yeah. uh, hammer that home. Which I thought was like very very cool throughout. It like kept the it kept the on like something that doesn't have that many characters. It like still like again kept it stripped down. I think character based. Maybe yeah. that was intentional with what you were talking about, Matt. Yeah. To yeah. To keep it very like small and contained <laughs> and not like. Tons of crap everywhere, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and also, it would probably just be harder.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. notice like backgrounds are the first thing to go when people are like crunching on deadlines. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, yeah. just yeah. fucking just draw yeah. a person. We'll make the background green. Yeah, inexplicably yep. pink.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that's an actual color on an on an artist's palette is inexplicably, inexplicably pink. <laughs> pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, I mean, I guess we all, you know, we enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I always enjoy a good Warren Ellis story. His he has a good grasp on character. He knows how to dig down to like get the base of like what what is this character about? Yeah. What what are they? What are the? Why do they have these toys? And what purpose do they serve? And on top of that, you can just tell the guy loves technology. So anytime yeah. there's tech perfect, involved,
0: perfect to write Iron Man. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I mean, it kind
0: of like. With Warren Else's ideas, he's kind of uh, Tony Stark himself because he has all these ridiculous future forward thinking science ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
2: guess, but Tony you'll Stark. Be a, you'll be to re- be able to record a show on your television set no. and have playback within <laughs> two hours. <I> don't <laughs> think so, man. There's no way. There's no Not way. a chance. <laughs>
0: Well didn't he say uh there's like a line in this like think we would get television reception in Extremist, or so we can get it yeah. in your brain or whatever? It's like a throwaway
2: line in one yep. of these issues. And now we have Google Glasses. Oh my god. what a what a world. You know, next thing you know, we'll be able to to download a Pint of breast milk in a in ten minutes, right? <laughs> <Glory Yeah>. willing. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah. Ah, well, thank you so much
0: for reading
2: this. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for bringing it to my attention. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so, this is usually the point in the podcast where we allow our guests to plug away. So, please, anything you got going on, plug, plug away. Oh, sure.
2: Uh, I got a Twitter account. It's the Josh Patton. T H uh, E J O S H P A T T E N. So that's where I like jot down a lot of my ideas and. Uh, thoughts. Uh, if you want to follow me in there, do that. Uh, also, weekend update. Saturday nights. Uh, we are on for the next for the first three weeks of May, so watch all those. And then when the season's done, May fourth, May eleventh, to May eighteenth. Uh, so watch those Saturday Night Lives. And then uh, if you're in New York, go to the UCB Theater at ten thirty uh, on any Saturdays that aren't those days and see Grandma's Ashes. That's where I do improv. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just keep on keep on rocking. <laughs> Keep on yeah, yeah, rocking. Keep on rocking, guys. Yeah. I know that there are a lot of haters out there. <laughs> They're going to say, whoa, 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 this town passed a ban on rocking. Beaver yeah. Falls, Pennsylvania, but not one of
1: them. <laughs> not one of them.
2: Because uh, they they keep on rocking. And I just want you to do that in, in your small towns, in your large towns, in your burgs, in your villes, yeah. uh, in your cities. Just Just keep on rocking.
1: Don't right? let those bandits stop you from rocking. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and North Korea hey we're cool yeah I think we're alright we're cool yeah, yeah. I think we're good I think we're good yeah uh, oh boy and then I kind of want to say it for a third time before we go can we end on that josh we're gonna get to that word in a second um but if you're
0: interested in purchasing uh the new printing of Iron Man extremist because believe it or not they did make a new printing because a movie's coming out a what wanna make that cash Ooh, yeah um, that's can,
1: Skrilla. that's the official term in hollywood <laughs> for yeah. money
0: uh you can go to matt and brett love comics.com and buy them through our amazon links in the episode show notes and also uh any purchase that you make on amazon through our online store will give us money so please make that happen you can also buy these on Comicsology.
1: indeed and uh, while you're at Matt and Brett Love comics.com you can check out our back issues such as uh, your teammate Drew Johnston yeah, oh, yeah. Talking talking about Grandma's Ashes yeah, yeah talking about Quantum and
0: Woody which is coming back I
1: can't wait yeah uh, and you can also check out uh, when we last year when we talked to Daily Show writers Juman Prang Oh, yeah. about uh, X-Force Volume 2, 1 through 6. Um, you can also, uh, we love hearing from you guys, our listeners, so please tell us
0: what you think about this or any past episode on our website or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash theylovecomics.
1: You can find links to all of our social media presence under the Who Loves Comics tab on our website. Oh, yeah. And please, if you fancy what you've heard today us talking about extremists, please rate and review the show in iTunes. Yeah, don't leave any scabs all over iTunes God, reviews. Scabs so gross. Uh, most importantly, Importantly, you are our best spokesman. So if you're at the shop and people are talking comics and you think you, they would like what they would hear on our show, let them know about it. We would really appreciate that. And as always, thanks to
0: the light of our lives, our producer Benjamin Regib
1: Ben, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, because I think right about this time, we want to thank Josh Patton for coming on the show.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, until next time, this is Matt.
2: And this is Brett.
1: And we love, we
2: love Cheetle Juice. Juice! Oh, hello, that's me, Don <laughs> Cheetle! <laughs> what? That's.